Bush and Richie here with your Stay at Home Time Show uh, podcast. The weird thing is about this podcast is that we record the intro to it, which is the bit you're hearing now, just as it's bath time in each of our houses. So you can normally hear toddlers in the background kicking off, playing, or, or doing that thing that toddlers do where they kick off unbelievably and then they find like a plastic duck and then it's all fine and they'll have a play with it. <laughs> so that's the noise that's going on in the background at the moment. Bath time, or as we call it, the witching hour in both our households. And um, I think we've even mentioned before at the beginning of this podcast, uh, this is also why, why Bush and I take just that little bit of time just to say hello to you at the beginning of the podcast. Just stay here for a little bit. Do you know, it's a shame, though. Isn't it a shame that as a grown-up, when you finished in the bath, it's not considered okay to run around naked, even like run downstairs and run about <laughs> a little bit in front of the telly? Why can't you do that? What's wrong with that? It's a shame, isn't it? As you get older, you get more kind of corralled into a particular type of behaviour. It's a very good point. Speaking of behaviour, can we just underline it would be very bad behaviour for any of you two to search out either of our partners online and let us let them know what we're actually up to. So, yeah. all right, if you don't want the podcast to stop, don't do it. Yeah, if you tell them we're hiding, this is the last podcast, all right? Because the, the only way this podcast happens is because we're hiding. So, I don't know, don't bite the hand that feeds. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. One Hometime show, eight playlists. Much like the Dave Burry Breakfast Show, you can listen to us across any of the Absolute Radio stations. Download and listen through the free Absolute Radio app. It's Bush and Richie. It's Hometime. Hope you had a good Wednesday so far. It's been panic stations in our house because uh, for most of the day, we have had uh, a situation where we've lost the TV remote. <laughs> so not not the, the little you know satellite box one for Sky, but the other one, the one that turns the telly on and off. I still can't believe we have two remotes in this day and age. You've got to turn the telly on with one remote and then do the bit where you find the the HDMI so you get to Sky, and then you, you move around Sky with the Sky Q remote. But then that other one always gets walked around by our youngest daughter and then lost and disappeared. And the panic thing that we've had going on is that because we've lost the main TV remote, our L eldest daughter was unable to play Stardew Valley on the PlayStation 4 <laughs> as part of our homeschooling break at lunchtime that she was looking forward to. So it's been World War Three. I cannot imagine, uh, I can't imagine the pain that that is of, oh, it's an awful thing to say, but being without that for the whole morning. I can't imagine. I know it's... It is, it's driven us to distraction. We've turned the whole place upside down. I've tried to, almost like as a private detective, think in the mind of our nearly two-year-old, like, what would Thea do? That kind of thing. It was so almost you're, like you're, you're pointing the finger very much at her. 100% I've been, uh, I've gone to the press. She she was the prime suspect, I'm afraid. 20-month-old uh, Thea. And thank you to everyone who's been in touch on Twitter today. A uh, lot of people saying that we are um, TV remote twins. That everyone's got the same remote. Gemma says, I have exactly the same remote. It's the bane of my life. It's always getting lost. However, I can update everyone. In the last 25 minutes, it's been found. Great okay, news. So bre breaking news. Brilliant news. Great. So Erin's able to play Stardew Valley. She's playing it as we speak however it was me it was i actually left it you know where you put your head on the couch when you sat up watching tv for <laughs> yeah. some reason i must have put it on that top bit that's against the wall so it wasn't thea it was me my bad <laughs> that i think was an apology uh, do you know what i like to be a little bit more useful than just your mere communal garden co-host i would like to tell you next uh, a way that i can guarantee you'll never have this stress in your life ever again it's about adoption <laughs> 
If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Richie has just teased us in the last bit of the show about a revolutionary way that this issue would never, ever happen again. Now, look, I understand, first of all, that uh, this was not... Your Skybox remote, okay, uh, which is the specific example I was going to give you. But I think you'll find with most modern TVs, uh, there is this function on it. Why did you not press the button which then emits a noise from your TV remote so you know whereabouts it is to go find it? Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait, this is not Blade Runner. This is just the other remote that turns the telly on and off again. There's no, there's no button on there that sends out Bush. a high-pitched noise. This is 2020. There is. First of all, on your Skybox, on your Sky Q box, if yeah. you press that little uh, mutating blue Q, it will then make a little noise on your on your remote that will go neep, 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 so you know whereabouts <laughs> it is in the room. All right. Probably on your telly, you will find there is all you'll have to work this out yourself with your particular brand. But right. you'll find there's a little function that will emit a signal and you'll be able to go and find your remote. Do you know, I, I feel like I'm across most tech. I'm pretty good with most tech, but I don't think this is a thing. Genuinely, no, I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hand on heart, hand on heart. I'll give you one more thing, all right? Okay. Go There's on. probably some better tech terminology here, but you can, if you wanted to, you can hotwire your SkyQ remote to actually turn your main telly on and off. Get out of town. No, Get I town, promise I you. Hand on heart. I thought I was going to have to go to the back of a Sunday supplement magazine and buy one big jumbo TV remote. <laughs> do people still do things? that? But <laughs> well, they do. Control everything. You've got lights going on and off next door and they can't work out why. Yeah. We'll back have to put this up. to the test. Back me up. Our, our hometime audience are far more tech savvy than you and I put together, to be quite frank. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's the stay-at-home time show on Absolute Radio. And speaking of being stuck at home, we've lost the TV remote for quite a bit of the day. Just managed to find it, but I've been literally bowled over by the tech advice that I've been receiving in the past half an hour on this show. But apparently there's buttons or things on the telly which you can press a button and it makes your TV remote make a noise so you can find it. A little bit like in Star Wars when Luke Skywalker presses the restraining bolt on C-3PO and R2-D2 and they jump up out of nowhere. Is that the Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. That's just pretty much it. You've got it in one. You can press wow. your, your SkyQ button on that box and that'll make your Sky Remote go for it. Um, and on most most smart teddies as well, there'll be a function where you can do that and it'll wake up your, your remote as well. It's not just that. Angela in Bradford text to say, I have the same problem with kids losing the remote in my bedroom. So I've attached Velcro to the remote and my bedpost with strict instructions to stick it to the Velcro. Problem solved and a tiny bit of less stress. Do you know what? That is a great idea. I might take it one further. And you know, you get like a, a, a yard of chain from a local DIY shop. You just chain the damn thing. Let's do that. Chain it up. And Tom in Reading, maybe a little bit more high tech, says if you have an HDMI CEC enabled set, then the HDMI would automatically switch across when the PS4 is turned on. It would also turn the TV on if it wasn't on already. Sky would do the same thing. Also, you don't need two or more remotes. You can invest in a Logitech Harmony control. If I was sat opposite him on a train journey, I'd sit in the loose for a bit. <laughs> Tom, Didn't understand any of those words. You've been told. 
So look, I'm happy to put this to the test. Well, obviously, we found the remote, so I can. Get, shall I get my eldest daughter to come upstairs? Yep. I'll, I'll I'll instruct her to press the button on the front of the skybox. What what she got to press? Like the the you described it as like the glowing cue bit. At the you know the, the glowing skybox. blue cue on the front of your sky cue box. Just press that, and beeping will start on your remote control. Right. Let's settle this once and for all. This is this is literally uh, live cliffhanger Tech. radio. It's on the way next. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Right, we're going to put this to the test right now. This is going to solve it one way or the other. The argument will be sorted out. I've got my eldest daughter, Erin, to come upstairs. Erin, say hi very quickly. Hi. What were you What were you hi. playing or doing just before I made you come upstairs? Going on the PS4. She was on the PS4, so we, we found the remote, which is good. But to make sure this never happens again, let's see if this trick of making a noise come out of the lost remote works. The lost remote sounds like a movie as well. Erin, could you please run downstairs and press the Q button on the front of the skybox? I've got the remote here. Now let's see. Oh, that's the battery come off the back. Uh, let's see whether it makes some noise. Let me just fix that. Okay, great. So yeah, press the button. Go for it. Go, go, go. Off she goes drama it's the red button on the front this is like challenge annika isn't it so much yeah. fun at home isn't it yeah can do this in the studio no here we go i'm all for working at home oh Whoa. <laughs> that is amazing wow this is witchcraft this has blown my mind. I can't stop the damn thing, but it's blown my mind. <laughs> it's home time. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richard. Now, this weekend should have been the Isle of Wight Festival. It's not, but it's going to be in virtual form. Absolute Radio putting together the Isle of Wight Front Room Festival with some of the greatest acts that have ever been on the stage on the island uh, performing for us virtually Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. The likes of Paul McCartney, Fleetwood Mac, Foo Fighters, David Bowie, Queen and Adam Lambert, uh, Coldplay, Iggy Pop, Rolling Stones, The Who, Kings of Leon, Kasabian. I've missed plenty out because it's such a massive event. We're really looking forward to it even if it is in virtual form uh, we are hosting the sunday night we hope to see you then and we were chatting earlier on richie and i and I'm, I'm sure other people who go to the festival have got the same vibe with this but one of the best bits of the isle of Wight festival is getting to go on the ferry on the way over to the island and we thought that obviously it's brilliant having a, a front room virtual festival this weekend but we don't want to miss out on the ferry trip do we so it is our great pleasure to let you know that Bush and I, the Home Time Show, have commissioned a private hire of our very own Home Time Ferry that will be making its way over to the island ready for the festival this weekend. That's right, it's the Home Time Ferry and we'd love you to be aboard. Richie and I have both got captain's outfits, we've signed all the applicable paperwork and we are offering you a berth on the world's first virtual ferry trip to a festival. And what we need to know from you guys is, are you up for it? Secondly, where do we need to pick you up from? Because we are able to drive around, that's not the right word, what is the right word? Sail? Yeah. Navigate. Navigate over and pick you up from your nearest port or a waterway. Please let us know. That's right. We've got uh, we've got clearance uh, for all sorts of depths of water. So as long as you are in some way by a waterside, we will be able to come and pick you up and take you over to the island 
let's just say tomorrow after the show, okay? So look, if you would like to be on that virtual ferry, get in touch with us right now. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. And you know what? We're not mucking around here. We're talking about an actual massive video conference where we all have ferry backgrounds in the background and pretend that we're on a ferry together. So let's be absolutely clear about that. Get involved now, send that email, and we'll see you on board. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Richie and I are running the world's first virtual ferry trip to the Isle of Wight Festival this weekend. It's, of course, our Isle of Wight Front Room Festival uh, on Absolute Radio over the weekend. The best of the festival over Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But you've got to get there by ferry. So we're going to do a massive en masse ferry trip via video chat tomorrow. And we'd love for you to be involved. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is what you need to email to let us know that uh, you want to do it. Let us know, uh, uh, yes, that you're up for it. And secondly, where we need to pick you up from, where we need to uh, drive the boat to to uh, to get you. We've got clearance for sorry, all sorts guys, of... Guys, uh, sorry. But, so, you did hello? this in the last link, Richie. You said driving. Sorry, just to clarify, this is our producer, so, uh, Adem, who yeah, has, without any permission, uh, just come on to the show here. Jumped in. So uh-huh. I couldn't bite my tongue. You said driving, and then you said we need a new word for it, but Bush has just said the word ferry five times before. Yep. Surely you're ferrying people around. Okay, uh, if you look contractually, you're allowed to uh, participate for the Tuesday Tombola, and I think that is about it. <laughs> This is a land grab going on here with him suddenly start chipping <laughs> Mate, in. But you're it's not driving, are you? So, you're ferrying. No, but I don't know. If, in People who go on ferries, right, if you go from A to B on a ferry, you've not ferried your way over that. I don't think ferry is the verb, the doing verb for any form of manoeuvre in a ferry, is it? Surely. You, I agree. You wouldn't ferry over to the other side of the port, would you? Okay, but no. when you're driving in your car and you have to take your kids to X, Y and Z and you go, oh, I've got to ferry all the kids around, you're not, are you? You're driving them. This is, he's made this so confusing now. I'm not right. sure. I, now Sorry I don't know. Sorry about this, everybody. Uh, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Let us know where you are. He's confused us all now. Just look, get in touch if you want to be on a virtual boat ride, eh? 8, 12, 15 as well. What is the technical term for going somewhere on a ferry? Is that ferrying or just navigating? Ferrying. <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Yesterday evening, I didn't take a ferry trip, took a little trip out in the car on an emergency chocolate mission for my wife. Oh yes, what a husband I am. Uh, she needed a chocolate bar, I said I'd go and get uh, I said, what do you want? Um, the order that came back was a boost, big fan of a boost, okay. uh, or a topic. So Ooh. I was given the brief of two. Uh, now, as you know, Bush, in these kind of situations, that's obviously a test. I passed the test by thinking, no, 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 I'll go and get both. This isn't an either-or job. But when I got to the news agents, there was only a boost bar. They weren't selling topics. But then I freestyled. And I picked up a star bar, which I thought was probably the closest to the topic without it being a topic itself. Okay. Came back home with the star bar, gave it to my wife, and this is the incredible thing that she said back to me. Ow! I've never had a star bar. 
I went, what? <laughs> she went, yeah, 36 and I have never had a star bar. I am 36, I never had a star bar. I couldn't believe it. How do you go that far into your life without having had a star bar? Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Natalie here. I've never had a star bar either. You've never had a star bar? Never had a star bar. I'm, what am I, 44? Never had a star bar. Wow. I mean, this is, the, this is the weird thing. You think you know people. The lady that I share a bed with and the man I share a microphone with. and Don't get those two mixed up. <laughs> neither of you have had a star bar. It's, it's an, been an incredible 24 hours. I don't know. I mean, what, as someone, obviously, you've had a star bar. What's it? What kind of thing are we missing out on then? What's it taste like? What's what's in it? Well, whisper it quietly. Very similar to a Snickers, really. Oh, is it? Right. Okay. Fair enough. So <laughs> yeah. it's like a, was it around before Snickers? Was Snickers like Johnny Come Lately, Marathon, or whatever it was before? I've got a feeling that um, Marathon Snickers has probably got a little bit more on the star bar, personally. You reckon? Okay. All right. Fair I enough. So, so. She's, there's more more discerning uh, confectionery to would go say for the star bar then in that yeah. case. But, but look, let's let, let's let's all let's let's all educate each other this evening. Let, let's come out with a few bold statements. I'll, I'll, I'll get us going. My name's Richie. I'm 43. I've never seen the sound of music. I think you've dodged a bullet there, mate. so look tell us your age and tell us something that you have never all right let's all be in wonderment at each other 8 12 15 for your texts or tweet us at absolute radio the home time podcast with bush and richie if you're listening it's probably not home time anymore but we can't be bothered to think of a new name Absolute radio. Uh, on the subject of what we've been talking about the last 20 minutes, Steve says, I'm 46, I've never been to a festival. I've had the opportunity, oh, uh, but I've never been able to go with the ticket hassle. Steve. Come on, Steve. Well, start off, enjoy the uh, Isle of Wight Front Room Festival on Absolute Radio this weekend. as like a, an entry level. Ease yourself into it and then do the real thing next year. And you can get tickets for the Isle of Wight Festival pretty damn soon as well. Uh, so that's pretty good. Do you know what? If this conversation had been two or three days ahead of time, I could have said, I'm Andy, I'm 44, and I've never dropped an egg. But I dropped an <laughs> egg on like, and this is not a euphemism. I was talking, what day were we talking about eggs? Monday or Tuesday? I don't even know what day of the week it is. Beginning of the week, because uh, you were struggling to not just, um, you, you'd never drop one, but you were struggling to pick it up as well. And you all got the, uh, the advice about mixing it with flour to pick it up. Uh, one, one way or the other, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. But now I have dropped an egg, so I need to think of something different. Speaking of eggs, uh, Steve tweets and says, I'm 36, I've never eaten any type of egg apart from Easter and cream egg because the smell of egg repulses me. Sam Weston goes one further. I'm 34 and I've never had an (laughs) omelette. Imagine missing out on omelettes your whole life. Omelettes are the best form of egg, don't you think? The best format of egg? For another show, but I'd have to say scrambled, but let's, uh, to discuss, uh, actually poached. Let's not go down this egg alley. It's all gone a little bit egg-based. Tracy Simmons says, I'm 53 and I've never drunk an energy drink, e.g. Red Bull, etc. Thanks for clarifying what energy drinks are for us there, Tracy, mate. (laughs) But she's never had any. Probably not done her any harm. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Wendy says, I'm 46. I've never been to a panto. Oh, yes, she has. Oh, I see what you've done there. Love it, though. Had to. Uh, Adam, this is this is probably going to be the leader in terms of uh, uh, oh my god's type element to it. Adam says I'm 40 and I've never vomited since I was a baby. Oh come on, <laughs> is that true? He's not vomited since he was a baby. That can't be true, surely. Never picked up a bug. Never had a little bit too many sherbets. I, I can't believe it, Adam. Guts of steel, Adam Milem over there. 
Uh, Katrina says, I'm 50. I've never eaten asparagus. Um, <laughs> very, really? very, uh, very niche one there. But, uh, but yeah, that's the claim. Uh, and also some clarification from Spud about star bars. We were asking earlier, Bush, what came first, the star bar or the Snickers? Uh-huh. Uh, Spud says they were a staple in the 80s only for them to disappear for years. Can't remember when they made a comeback, but they did go missing for yonks. Wow, so star bars were just out of the out of the question for a bit, and then suddenly out of nowhere had like a second wind, which does give a little bit of defence. If they went missing for part of the years that my wife was actually born, then she yep. couldn't have had them. Then suddenly, it's all all the pieces of the jigsaw are coming together. <laughs> As ever, home time dealing with the big issues. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I love this one from Kelly. I'm 38 and I've never had a fish finger. What? Really? Imagine missing out on a fish. Fish fingers are like the staple of, of snacks, particularly on Sundays when you haven't really got anything in and you have to look in the freezer, particularly if you've got kids and haven't got never anything had a, in. Never had a fish finger sandwich, that means, as well. I know. The implications of this, Kelly, are absolutely huge. I'm going to go straight in with a big one here from Nicola in Northwich. She says, I am 48 and I've never hailed a bus. Whoa, get out of town. I I can't believe it. Come on. I mean, I understand some people it might not be their favourite form of transport, but to have never is amazing. Do you know what? Weirdly, some people just don't do it. Some people are like weird about buses. Oh, I don't get buses and all that kind of thing, which is mad because it's a great way to travel. And also, there's something kind of old school about doing that queen wave that you do above your head, you know, like the queen does when she's in her carriage. <laughs> that kind of, uh, could I alight here, please? If that's the correct term. Maybe it's not. Nicola, just be thankful that we're in slightly strange times right now because otherwise, at the end of the show, our producer, Adem, would be contacting you to see if you'd love to hail your first bus live on home time. And speaking of producer Adem, he's in this category as well. Chloe Lehman says, I'm 39 and I've never had a cup of tea. And I would say never trust anyone who doesn't like hot drinks. Hard and fast rule. Producer Adem, same kind of thing, doesn't drink a hot drink. I don't 100% trust him. Don't let me interrupt again. Oh, he's oh, back. There he is. He's back. There he is. There he is. <laughs> really must work out how to disable that mic. Uh, this one here, listen, Nigel is 57. He's never had spaghetti bolognese. Hey. That's madness. My, my, it's my, it's absolutely madness. Rocco's two and a half and he's eating it downstairs now. I know that for a fact. My Nigel, mate, get yourself some spaghetti bolognese and get back out there. <laughs> uh, Joe says, 31, never been abroad. Uh, <laughs> I literally <laughs> find that startling. Mike in Falmouth, 54, never seen a full football match, not even on telly, he says. Well, you've been to Cornwall? That's what they're like down there. Sarah <laughs> says... Sorry, Devon. It's Devon Cornwall thing. Uh, Sarah says I'm 56. I've never eaten taramasalata. Not sure I have. I'm not sure I have either. Oh, we're, we're with her on that one. We can, there's uh, we a, there's can a phone in for another night. Like, get in touch <laughs> now if you've never had taramasalata. <laughs> uh, David in Watford says I'm 55 and I've never broken a toe. Um, <laughs> David, what? neither have I. I've never broken a toe. <laughs> it's the weirdest one. 
Uh, this one is very interesting. It says, simply says, guys, I've never sent a text. And that's from Andy in Twyford. And he adds, P.S., my wife Kelly sent this. Now, do you know what? Our good friend Louise, uh, who uh, works for a different radio show for a different company now, but she's still one of our closest friends. Her dad um, won't text or anything. You get dads like this. He won't text or email or anything like that. He says it into a Bluetooth set of earphones. It types it out for him. So he'll never send you a, a physically send a text. He'll say it out loud into his Bluetooth earphones and then it will text it on his behalf. Do you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind. That's probably quicker. That's a bit mad though, isn't it? It's a little bit weird. He could technically <laughs> say, like Andy there, he's never actually sent a text or typed one That's out. A good point. It's a good point. If there's any final confessions you want to make, 81215 to text us or speak it with your Bluetooth. Ha <laughs> Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Jimmy in Edinburgh, for example. Bush, Richie, I'm 45. Never been in a nightclub. I think we uh, both agree you're not missing out much on that one, Jimmy. Sure, I, I hate nightclubs. Nightclubs are so overrated. Let's just knock them on the head after this, after this whole lockdown thing. I reckon everyone will agree on that one. Yeah. Uh, Dave Jenkins, we've had a lot of chat about star bars on the show tonight because obviously this started with the fact that your wife Natalie had never had a star bar. Uh, he said, I had my first star bar during lockdown. It's a game changer. I will not go back to Snickers. So he's converted. Now, yeah, th this is good news. They are a great product. But uh, we learned earlier on they seem to disappear for a few years. No one knew where they went. Some people have never obviously had them and need clarification. Simon has tweeted to try and give that. He says, a star bar I would classify as a superior peanut boost. Fantastic clarification. And, you know, in this era of Netflix real-life documentaries, I would love to see something called, I don't know, Star Bar the Wilderness Years. What happened <laughs> between 91 and 2003 when they disappeared? <laughs> uh, we've been asking you to get in touch with an age and something that you have never experienced. Um, and then this came in from uh, Vix on Twitter saying, my husband and I went for lunch at Nando's recently. Well, obviously not that recent. Uh, they asked if we'd visited before. We said no. <laughs> the gentleman serving said, no one's ever said no before. We felt very old. Do you know what? It's good. They might have to change their policy based on them being that kind of anomaly in their statistics. And this one, I'll just leave you with this one because it, this is mind blowing. Bearing in mind, think about how many of them you've had over the years. And it kind of goes back to the nightclub thing. Simon says, I'm 48 and I've never had a kebab. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Before we move on, boy, this show kicks up a lot of dust. A final clarification on star bars uh, comes in from Matt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. From Matt and many, many others of you, actually. Um, star bars came out in the 70s. They never went away. What happened was they briefly got renamed Peanut Boosts. In the 80s, no. only returned to being a star bar a few years later. Now, I mentioned earlier on I'd like to see a Netflix documentary series called uh, Star Bar the Wilderness Years. What happened? Obviously, it never went away. However, don't you think it's interesting in terms of positioning and pivoting that their main competitor in the um, peanut-based confectionery market, uh, Snickers or Marathon, also went through an unusual rebrand as well around about the same time? 
It's almost as if there's something going on in the 80s to do with peanut-based snacks that we're yeah. just beginning to unstitch here. Do you know what, maybe like, you know, they talk about um, visitations from alien or they, aliens, or they find kind of like uh, alien technology in the woods after some form of uh, celestial crash. Maybe there was some kind of message or warning delivered to the confectionery makers about the use of peanuts in snacks or their presentation, and they, would, they had to make a change as a result of that. Mate, I know we've got something else that we're ready to start talking about here, but I'm a little bit worried right now. It's almost I'm as if worried. we're going to keep talking and as if this show's going to be pulled off air and we're not actually broadcast to anyone right now. Who do we believe? Who do we, you know, when you talk about peanut based confectionery, who do we believe? Folks, we've got a big thing about microwaves we want to do in this hour, but <laughs> let's, let's not muddy the waters with this. We're going to do the microwave bit in a minute, but just ask yourself this question. When you turn your light off tonight and put your head on the pillow and go off to sleep, who do you trust when it comes to peanut-based snacks? The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. We did promise you some chat about microwaves in this hour. We're not going to let you down. Obviously, the internet has been awash this week with unbelievable video of the American woman and her daughter doing what was supposed to be, I think, a TikTok tutorial about how to make an English cup of tea. And they stick the damn thing in the microwave. Did you see it? <laughs> I did. I did see it. It's absolutely ludicrous. There's so many things wrong with it. They pour sugar in it for about 16 seconds. Uh, the colour of the thing as well will get you knocked out on a building site. Uh, and then the fact that they put it in a microwave is just beyond the pell. But here's the interesting thing. I was tweeting about it in the week, and it seems that this is just the tip of the iceberg for unusual behaviour or unorthodox behaviour when it comes to microwave ovens. So as it, it's been a weird show overall, so why break with tradition? To finish things off tonight, final hour of the show, what unorthodox stuff do you do with your microwave oven? For example, Shorster says on Twitter, my wife's nan uses hers, hers as an extra cupboard. She doesn't know how to use it. It's been, never been plugged in. She just puts cans in it. God bless it's her. Like a display, it's like a display cupboard that rotates the contents. I love it. Isn't that great? What an amazing thing to do with your microwave oven. I need to hold my hands up uh, related to the tea and the microwave. If my tea has gone cold... I won't chuck it. I will rewarm it in the microwave. And how does that work out for you? Does that taste like a normal cup of tea or does it taste a bit, uh, a bit like something that's come from a hospital faucet? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't think it was acceptable. So that's, that's slightly rogue. We'll chuck that one in the mix. If you do something unorthodox with your microwave oven, anything goes, 8, 12, 15, get in touch with the show. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This would be a good point to let you know, Bush, that my old man the other day said that he describes this show as sophisticated banality. Honestly, on a poster campaign, I'd be more than happy with that. That's great. I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, Gaz says, I warm socks up in the winter in the microwave. I'm ready to oh laugh, but I think that's genius. Would they catch fire if you if you got distracted and left the socks in there? Would that would they eventually catch fire in a microwave? It doesn't sound safe. I'm sure Gaz is only doing it for around about five seconds. Gaz, please clarify. Andy says I use it to hide meat from the cat that's defrosting for the Sunday dinner. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Louis says I scramble egg. Look, I've already had a problem with oh. my co-host on this one. Uh, there, there are more conventional ways to scramble an egg than a microwave. If you get it right, though, it's just as good as in a pan. 
if not better. I personally find scrambling egg in a microwave more offensive than warming socks. <laughs> that is, how can they even be in the same ballpark? We are, <laughs> I haven't got time for this. Vicky Saunders says, now this is unbelievable, my in-laws cook Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, plate it up, and then would whack it in the microwave on the big day. That's another genius idea. Takes the stress out of Christmas Day. Another one of our listeners has replied to her comment on Twitter and said, that has literally made me gag. (laughs) (laughs) Variety's the spice of life. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Gimme Danger on Twitter says, I finish off the brewing stage of a pot noodle in the microwave. Hot water in, two minutes and stir, then whack it in the microwave for 30 seconds, job done. Are you not playing havoc and playing with fire, literally, with the actual packaging of the plastic pot that is the pot noodle? Or even the metal lids that you're supposed to put back on again whilst it's doing its cooking process. Oh. I'd say Gimme Danger, a.k.a. Jamie and Derbyshire. We need to have a serious chat, mate. I'm also going to chuck in a gratuitous, please do not try that one, at home. 100%. Uh, Jack, Jack says, when I was younger, I used to put crumpets in the microwave no. as it would melt the butter into them. Now I prefer them with a bit of crisp, though. So obviously, conventionally, uh, he's moved back to the toaster. But it's a bit of a shortcut if you're in a rush. Uh, going back to the shortcut of the woman microwaving the cup of tea in the video that started this all, and Paul doesn't elaborate any further on his tweet. He just simply says, it's dangerous to microwave water in a mug. Why is, is it, it dangerous? I don't think it's dangerous, is it? I don't think it is. More no. information, Paul, mate. Come on, don't just you know whisper in our ear and then disappear out of the bar and we're like, who was that? And then Andrew has a message with a very, very simple one-word answer. Bacon. Are oh. you kidding me? <laughs> Do you know what, right? There was a thing that you could buy on late night shopping TV, a little bit like the Wrap 2. You mean the thing that slices a boiled egg in 15 different places, a bit like <laughs> yeah. a samurai sword? Mm-hmm. It was this thing you could buy to put bacon in, that then it, you stuck it in the microwave and it cooked bacon in the microwave and it did it pretty good. I went through a period of doing it myself. It's quite good, you know. Well, yeah, well, the two descriptive words you've used there, you went from pretty good to quite good. That is <laughs> damning with faint praise. And the more I talk about it, the less good it seems, to be honest with you. It was kind of all right. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Some very interesting intel coming into the show. This one says, guys, we had an old microwave in our shared house. It was called Muffout. Most amusing. Uh, Two, it used to go wrong and was fixed by my housemate who opened it up and replaced the elastic band. And three, when in use, it often made the lights dim or go off. (laughs) God knows why it did it in our house or what it did to our insides, never mind the scrambled egg and beans. Love that. Uh, (laughs) Dean in Abbotson says, I cook poppadoms in the microwave. I buy them from the local Asian supermarket and then I put them in for 60 seconds each. They're perfect. This one says, my 11-year-old has just informed me this minute whilst listening to Absolute Radio that he used the microwave oven earlier on to make plasma with a grape. (laughs) Kids. (laughs) John in Shrewsbury. Uh, Bush, Richie, my wife, microwave salad. It's so wrong. Why? How? What? 
Why would you do that? Why would you even do that? And this is a beauty. I, I just love the, uh, the the foresight and the planning in this. Uh, crazy microwave things. My mum makes three cups of tea first thing in the morning, lets them go cold, and then microwaves them hot during the course of the day. <laughs> she says she's convinced the salt content of reboiling the kettle is bad for you. Wow. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, during the last 45 minutes, I found out that uh, three Home Time listeners have been suspended from Twitter uh, for trying to search out our other halves and let them know about the bath time ruse. There you go. Those guys are on a warning. There's a, there's, we, I said earlier on, we had so many messages come into the show about the different things that we're talking about. We didn't get a chance to get to loads of them. But this one I particularly love um, about the Star Bar, and we didn't get a chance to read it out. Uh, Star Bar was for the UK market. The boost equivalent was meant for the Northern Ireland market. Would you believe this? They never got it, just like the last 15 minutes of kids' TV. <laughs> so that's a Northern Ireland thing where you ended up getting missing out on the last 15 minutes of telly. Or they do that quite a bit where they go, uh, apart from our viewers in Scotland as well, they miss out on a lot of stuff. So, the, again, another facet to the very fascinating and troubled story of the Star Bar that we learn on the show tonight. If you can't find the podcast tomorrow, it's A, because we've been shut down by our partners, or B, because we've been shut down by the hazy details of the peanut confectionery industry. Hence wins the hometown show, the boys have left the studio, but let me be your guarantor. On the radio, they'll be back again tomorrow. Pass music interview, subscribe, rate, review.